0: Hello, and welcome to the Coaches and Leaders Assemble podcast, the podcast for all things coaching, leadership, people, and culture, with me, your host, Laura Royal from DNA Coach. Now, this is the episode that nearly never was. For some reason, I'd managed to lose the recording. Well, not entirely, but there was something, gremlins in the system, shall we say, that mucked up the original recording which has caused a little bit of a delay for this episode going out. But our lovely friends at Alatu Podcasting were able to resolve the issue for us. So I'm able to bring you this fantastic guest interview episode today with the fantastic, we're saying that a lot today, the absolutely wonderful Jen Tate from Rise Learning Group to talk about all things onboarding now. If you haven't already subscribed, then head on over to www.dnacoach.co.uk forward slash podcast that will allow you to register all your details so that you can receive each episode's complimentary toolkit. So head on over there now and I'll make sure that you get the toolkit for this week's episode. So without further ado, get your volume cranked right up, your notepad and pen at the ready and let's listen to the fantastic Jen Tate talking about onboarding. Welcome, welcome to the lovely Jane Tate from RISE Learning Group. How the devil are you? I'm really well, thanks Laura. Excited to be chatting to you. I'm excited as well. Thank you so much. I am genuinely thrilled to bits about all the fantastic interviews that we've got coming up on the podcast. So Mm -hmm. first and foremost, thank you so much for agreeing to um, be interviewed today on the podcast because I know you've got some fantastic stuff to share with our audience. So um, Jen, it's been a wee while since I saw you last. Well, I mean, technically speaking, I did see you on Zoom like two seconds ago. But (laughs) in person, in the flesh, we were together Gosh, back in June now, I can't believe those few months have flown by I know. at the Coaches and Leaders Assemble conference in Newcastle, which you very kindly spoke at. Uh, how did how's it been since then? How did you feel the event went? What's your thoughts?
1: Oh, yeah, well, I thought it went really well. Um, it was great. It, do you know what it was, Laura? There was such a lovely feel to it. Um, and I think everyone there was just... You know, all there for the same reason, wanting to develop, wanting to just do the best by their organizations, and um, you know, for their own roles and their own uh, careers to support their people in their organizations. So, I mean, I could talk about onboarding, retention. Competency frameworks till I'm blue in the face. So I'm always <laughs> happy, happy as yeah. Larry, if I'm standing in front of people talking about those things. So I absolutely loved it. And as a result of that, I'm actually working with a new client to develop a competency framework, someone who came along to the conference. Um, and oh, speak. So yeah, excellent. Well done. Oh, that's great
0: to hear. And this is what it's about, isn't it? It's about sharing, you know, what is best practice, what are the tools and the models and the frameworks that many of us in the learning and development and, you know, people speak Space, might be able to provide others. And that's why I've created this podcast as well, the Coaches and Leaders Assemble podcast, to get people like yourself, Jen, on to share the fantastic resource that you have in you and what you provide as a service to others. So, of course, throughout this episode, you're going to share with us your fantastic model for onboarding. I'll hand over to you in just a second. But think about um, our listeners today. So anyone listening, you'll notice in the show notes of the episode, all of Jen's contact details. So if you do want to reach out to Jen, feel free to do so um, because she is an absolute gem and you will um, certainly do well working alongside Jen and all of the things that you provide at Rise Learning Group. So Jen, onboarding is your specialist subject. (laughs) It It sounds like I'm going to start doing that mastermind programme
1: now. I know, I (laughs) feel nervous. What are you going
0: to ask me? I promise there's no quiz questions and no timer. But I think onboarding is a really, um, probably in my viewpoint and the clients I work with, quite an untapped potential for some organisations and maybe how they support that onboarding experience for people in business. And I know that you um, offer a fantastic service. So over to you, Jen, tell us about onboarding. What is best practice and a little bit about your model,
1: please? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you're right, Laura. It's definitely overlooked. Um, But yeah, at Rise Learning Group, let me just tell you a little bit about what it is that we do and how we help organizations with this. So we're just entering our fifth financial year and we work with organizations to develop an end-to-end colleague journey. So that takes new starters from the day they actually accept that job offer all the way through to 36 months in role. So onboarding is a huge part of that. However, it's only really from offer date to six months that I class as the onboarding part. Um, so I'm gonna share that framework with you today. And the reason that I work with organizations and that people you know, want to, to bring me in to, to help them to um, implement this framework is to improve retention, to increase productivity, and to increase the speed to competence as well um, of the new starters, because there's an average of 150,000 pounds in annual repeatable lost revenue and costs for organisations, and that's because the way people learn has completely changed since I started yeah. trading. I started trading 13 years ago, but now, um, you know, Gen Z enter the workplace expecting. Self-directed learning, the tech to support that learning, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's everything that this this framework and this model complements. So the way people learn has changed, but the way we induct new starters hasn't changed, Uh, and that's that's where we're seeing these costs um, and these losses.
0: And this is quite vital, isn't it? Because at a time frame when you know people that are, I think, should be at the centre of what every organisation provides. But actually, if we're spending so much money all the time re-recruiting people, you know, we're potentially losing out on expertise, quality, and talent. So that's why I think what you offer as a service and, and a methodology is, is absolutely vital. Do share.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, well, the main the main reason that people leave generally according to a recent study is because they don't feel like they belong and they can't see opportunities to make a difference to add value to help drive the company that they're working for forward so it's no longer really about salaries or even opportunities for flexible working it's having that purpose and that sense of belonging and really bringing something to the organization so The framework that I use, like I say, goes from the day they accept the job offer all the way up to 36 months in role. And I do that over five phases. So phase one is from date of offer acceptance through to the end of the first month. So it's not a very long period of time really, but there's a lot packed into that. So that covers all the pre-engagement activity. Um, So what are they doing from the offer and um, acceptance date to let's call it day zero the day before they actually start and um, engaging people there it covers the corporate welcome when you do actually join the organization whether that's on site or remote um, it then goes on to focus on the wider business area of induction so not just an induction into the company but an induction into your team and then into your role and also some training for learning facilitators in that in that first month so a lot of the organizations i work with they may have a training team but it can't it can't resource the entire training for the entire company for every new starter that comes in so i often introduce a learning facilitator model in that first phase where we'll take your subject matter experts it's not just about tenure it's not just oh who's been here the longest let's get them to support it's about your people that show the right attitudes the right behaviors have the skills the knowledge to be able to support others but maybe they're not trainers so we'll work with your smes to help them to implement the framework as well so that they can um, effectively and consistently support their colleagues. So that all becomes part of that first phase. And particularly, you know, the pre-engagement part, Laura, so the offer date today zero, loads of organizations are missing a big opportunity there Um, to create that excitement to, um, you know, the excitement from your perspective as well, not from the new start necessarily. We're excited to have you join us. Um, We're going to have some regular touch points with you before you join. We're going to send you out a welcome pack. We're going to bring you all on a welcome call. Here's some of our key um, policies just to get your head around before you start. And also, can you just complete some of this e-learning maybe if you've got e-learning for them to do as well. And all of that creates a sense of, we can't wait for you to join us. Um, let's get you started and and really get you onboarded and start your induction now and also creates that kind of subconscious, almost a sense of obligation for people to join the organization because they've already bought into it and they're already doing some of the work. They're already part of that team. And so, and if you're not doing that, the chances are your new starter has applied for jobs elsewhere and your competitors are doing it. And then, you know, guess which one they're going to turn up to on day one. Definitely. So,
0: and what's really nice about that, Jen, because I hear a lot of people giving feedback about their experience as a new joiner to an organisation. And they've maybe had a good recruitment experience, for example, but then there's something that falls a wee bit flat and that, you know, that pre-engagement part to really get people, as you say, really excited and engaged from the
1: very beginning of that journey. It's so vital. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that that takes us to the end of our first phase. And I would say two things really there to consider. Who is going to own that in your organization? Because I would hate nothing more than to go into an organization, work with them, get this best in class, pre-engagement, onboarding, new starter experience in place, leave, and then it just all goes back to normal and gets forgotten about. So making sure we've got someone internally to own that and is sending out Video, pre-welcome videos is great i work with a videographer who's fantastic and um, who will go in and create a professional welcome video to send out to them as well so they can hear from recent new starters other people doing the role who their manager is going to be you know all of that and um, so get someone to own it and also the second thing is and um, i always get asked this question why should new starters bother So we're going to send out this video to watch. We're going to ask you to do some e-learning, read this policy, come on this call. You know, they, they might have another job that they're working their notice in. Are we okay to ask them to do all of this work before they actually join? And the answer is yes. It depends on the level of the role to the extent of the pre-work, if you want to call it that. You know, a manager would probably expect to have to do some of this upfront. But if it's cool. an advisor on the phones or an operative working in, you know, um production, for instance, mm-hmm. then you can, you know, maybe just give them. Some organisations give them a voucher, a twenty-five pound love to shop voucher or something, in recognition yeah. of it. Another client I'm working with at the minute, they're going to let them go home a couple of hours early on day one because it should only take you a couple of hours to do all of this. So you finish at three o'clock, you know, you get the time back. So there's yeah. ways, or or you could pay them overtime if you want. However you want to do it, um, but it shouldn't that shouldn't get in the way. That shouldn't be an excuse to not engage them. Great approach. Love this jen yeah. And that's really helpful, isn't it? To consider
0: that overall experience and the considerations while someone is waiting to join, maybe that notice period that they're doing for their, their other company. It's about the fairness of that, isn't it?
1: So yeah, great. Exactly. So phase one. Phase one. That's phase, it, phase one. one. Yeah, I know. I feel like I just taught the whole lot about phase one. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so that is phase one. If anyone wants to know anything else about phase one, get in touch because Absolutely. I'm more than happy just to have a chat and, and just share any any learnings. Uh, so phase two then takes us into months two to six. So this is where it's your targeted learning. This is your targeted learning phase. And this is applying your learning on the job. So you've had your pre-engagement, your corporate welcome, your wider business induction. We've got the learning facilitators all set up and ready to go to help support. So now you've had your formal training we're going to go into applying it on the job. And that might be if you're a contact center, it might be, um, you know, some kind of grad bay or academy that you're part of. So you're still supported. It's still part of your induction, but it's now applying it. We're not going to sit in the classroom for weeks on end. Like we said at the start, you know, these new starters, that they're not they're not used to learning in that way anymore. So we'll get them either on the phones or on the factory line or, you know, in production or whatever it might be that your organization um, offers, we'll get them doing the job. Um, And as part of that, bringing them back together as a cohort, it's really important to continue that sense of community Um, as a new starter population and covering action learning sets with them. And this is where we're moving away from the more formal trainer-led stuff into, right, let's bring you back together. Now you've started applying it on the job. What's your successes? What challenges have you had? How have you found it? Let's learn from each other. And it's really facilitated by someone internally, but brought back to cover some action learning sets on set areas of focus for the business. So it might be as a business, you think, do you know what? Complaint handling is just, we're not doing so well. We've got complaints through the roof. Let's bring them back and we'll do a bit of an action learning set on that. That's an area of focus, an area of development for this population. So it's going to be different depending on what's going on in your company at the time. But the point is, we're continuing that learning and that support.
0: Great. Um, Jen, I had a question on that because I think yeah. from a group perspective, that absolutely makes sense. What would be your recommendation for the listeners today who maybe don't have groups uh, recruited at one time, maybe they have individual hires? How would yeah. that principle adapt in that circumstance?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's still, they it still continues and they still need to be supported. What you've got there though, is the luxury of flexing the length of time you know, you, you might not need to have um, you know, all of this happening over the first six months, for instance. It might be that someone might need a bit longer, someone might need a bit less. If you've just got people starting one at a time, then you know, you can you can take their lead on how that would look time scale wise but the support still needs to be there and what i do with a lot of clients who recruit in that way is it's more of a coaching model so rather than bringing people back as cohorts it's more let's coach this person let's find out how they're struggling we can still talk about their successes and their challenges we can still say right where's your areas of development you know if you've got an lms internally point them to any e-learning you've got on there point them to any manager support they might need maybe buddy them up with somebody um so it's still it's still nurturing them in their role it's still looking after them and developing them but it's just it's just not with a group
0: understood absolutely and that's really helpful then for those organizations that, that are maybe listening to the podcast today thinking okay that's all great but how do we apply that to the individual basis so
1: that coaching approach then becomes vital absolutely that's and one other thing as well Laura just before I forget my, <laughs> forget my point <laughs> is um, what what some organizations do is they actually do bring people together as groups but it's new starters from different areas so you might have one person starting in finance and another person starting in marketing or you know different departments mm-hmm. But if they've had their corporate induction together, for instance, then you know, you can still create that new start, a sense of community. And someone else at the moment has just come up with a great idea, full credit to the client for this because this was not my idea. <laughs> um, and they're, they're doing new starter socials every quarter, where they're getting all the new starters together from across the business, not just you know, as a team um, and, and getting them together and you know going out for dinner. And just, just again, providing that really safe space and sense of belonging for them. So even if you're recruiting individually, if you've got a few in different areas, you can still manage them as a bit of a cohort if you wanted to.
0: Fantastic. Top tip, Jen. Excellent. So that's phase two. That's phase phase two
1: phase three is then our journey to competence so we've done our formal learning we've done our targeted learning and now we're well into our journey to competence so this takes you from month six to month 12 and this is where you have best practice peer focus groups so again you might have that as a as a, a group of new starters that join together or if you've got people in different areas you can do it that way or even you know as a team if you've got a new starter who's joined a team there's no well we're in a month six to twelve now so a lot of the time they'll generally be out of their probation period by month six and um there's nothing stopping you bringing that whole team of existing colleagues as well together to do a bit of a focus group of best practice um with new starters and existing staff um we also then look at annual refreshers so this is where we start to bring in the whole the whole department really the whole organization to say what what as a department do we need a refresher on where are we starting to to lag now so this is where we are come in kind of out of our onboarding and more into the longer colleague journey and um, so completing annual refreshers Um and having at this point i would always recommend a bit of a sense check of your induction process mm. so just re again having someone own it and revisit it other processes all up to date engage your learning facilitators at this point so are your processes that are now updated, reflective in the, in the training material? Um, don't wait till you need to recruit a new starter before you start updating it. I always say update it with the seasons. Oh, so good. Four times a year, <laughs> update it with a little reminder. Um, so, um, yeah just a really have a good that way sense to think about coverage. it then that's yeah. really helpful yeah I can't have a calendar a calendar date you know when I see the daffodils I'll update my
0: my <laughs> induction <laughs> whatever anyone's trigger point is to remember that
1: I know exactly <laughs> um and that's really the main activity in that journey to competence that we that we yeah. usually work with because you don't want to overload with here's another course here's another course you know they're in the job and they're, they're getting on with it and they're developing. They've had their training. They're still getting the support. We're doing the peer focus groups, annual refreshers. They are getting something, but really, you need to give them a chance to apply it and to progress themselves, you know, um, and really get that first year under their belt. So that Great. takes you to the end of phase three.
0: Fantastic. So that's one year. That's one year complete then for the that's new one joiner. Brilliant.
1: Yeah. That makes exactly. last year. That's a fast, yeah, in only three phases. It's as easy
0: as that. Actually, the support level that that people are receiving in that first year, if I cast my mind back to organisations I've worked with over the last 20 years, and I've worked with some fantastic organisations who have recruited, onboarded fantastically well with the... um, training program at the beginning but often as soon as that induction program is complete so if I think back to my call center days you were maybe six weeks in the classroom then you went to a grad B, as you described it's taken me way back in <laughs> time thinking about that language and then you were you know on seats, let's use that terminology, and, and actually, no further development or not much yeah. interaction other than your quality reviews or your line manager reviews on a monthly basis. But this sounds a lot more invested in the person and their overall development
1: throughout that entire journey for that first year, which is great, absolutely. And I think that's still the case now, to be honest, yeah. with a lot of people. Is okay, you leave the classroom, bye, good luck, you know, exactly. we'll see you again. Um. Yeah. But and that development and that support, it doesn't just have to come from L and D. It should also come from the managers. So often we'll run a um a coach, a new start, a coaching program that's quite um focused on the first six months and then gets kind of less intense, you know, as as they get a bit more with it and get their feet under the table. Um but the managers get involved, learning facilitators, and the trainers as well. So it's it is a lot of support for them in those first twelve weeks. But if we go back to what we said at the beginning, it's that sense of feeling like they belong, seeing opportunities, being able to make a difference, and and being looked look, you know looked after. Yeah. And that's what we're doing with those. If you want to retain your your people, that's Definitely. what we're doing.
0: And what I really like about that part as well, that sense of belonging is so important throughout the entire tenure of any employee in any team in any organisation. But that early investment really helps you cement knowing, one, I've made a good decision to join this business as this new role. People really care about me. I feel valued. I don't feel as if I'm having lots of value extracted out of me as a new hire, you know, Join our new start to the business without any investment in return or that recognition for the mm. effort and the hard work that people put in in that first year of
1: employment. So this is absolutely spot exactly. on. Exactly, and I would say as well, give them this journey. You know, you can have a lovely yeah. visual, couldn't you? You, could you know, you can create a, and give them it as part of their welcome pack before they even join. We know yeah. what we're going to do to support you. So and think, oh, good, I'm not just going to be left. You know, yeah, I'm uh, not this just going to get exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eight. so that then takes us on to phase four yeah which is then maintaining competence so yeah. this takes you from month 12 to month 24 and usually again this involves it's not loads of formal learning but around on average it's around about three courses um and and also some coaching to support them around key areas of focus in the business so what is this is where it would become a bit more bespoke to what's going on for your business at that time you know especially if you're a smaller organization is your strategy and your vision is that changing slightly you know we need to bring our people on board with that what challenges have you got within the organization? What, what areas of focus do you want to uh, concentrate on? So usually two of the courses would be that. And then more often than not, the third one at this point of a colleague journey is around delivering brand promise. Yeah. So you, you where are we now? We're kind of like one to two years in, aren't we? We're, we're yeah. within our second year of our job if we put ourselves in the shoes of a new starter. So we should be at competence All of this, which I'll come on to, is underpinned by a competency framework, by the way. So we're probably working up our levels of the competency framework. And we're now at a point where we need to be thinking about being role models for others, you know, maybe our subject matter experts. How are we living the values of the company? um, And how are we delivering that brand promise for the organization? The people who you've still got with you at this point, that's what we should be, be looking at. So more often than not, the third course is usually something around that. Great. And then phase five is further development. So this is month 24 to 36. And this is where you're going to have people, Laura, at this point where, you know, they were brought in to do a certain role. Obviously, then that role is needed. That's what was recruited for. Let's say it was a telephony agent, for instance. We need people on the phones. So you've got people who are brought in. They get to this start of the colleague journey, this part of the colleague journey, and they think, you know, I love it. I absolutely love my job. You'll all have people in your organizations like this, regardless of what your organization does, where they're frontline doing the do and they're brilliant at it. And you want to keep those people there. So some people will sit there and they'll be the people um, who are delivering brand promise, but some will want to progress. So also in phase five, we'll run a senior colleague program. So you might have people who are wanting to kind of just become ready to become team managers, for instance, that first line manager. So not quite stepping into it, but you can see your people who are your um emerging talent, who are your rising stars, who you know, nurturing these people, getting them ready for that stage. You've got people who might want to do a level three apprenticeship. So I worked with a um a client in debt collection and part of their stage at this part of the colleague journey was doing a, a debt collection a credit management apprenticeship if they wanted to at this stage um and you'll also have your management development program as well which is then you know that kind of goes on further into your management development your leadership your senior leadership from that point onwards but from a um a colleague perspective from day zero all the way up to 36 months in role this is how we would support them. And then depending when they get to that 36 month point, what are you, what do you want to do? You know, talk yeah. to your people. Do you want to progress into management development? Are you happy staying where you are, doing a brilliant job every single day, you know, that you're here? Um, or are you wanting to maybe dip your toe in the water of a different department? You know, and and giving them that opportunity. So that's where at that point we would explore these um these other options.
0: Jen this is marvellous and what I really love about this model is it is so applicable across all industries isn't it it's not unique to contact centres for example and how you've described it as well it's not then unique to only organisations that are bringing in multiple new hires at one time and it sounds as well that it can be really flexible and adaptable not just for um, operational frontline colleagues but anyone joining an organisation really regardless of what um, stage they're at in their career. So, could this be applicable for hiring a, a head of department, for example, uh, or a new director to a business? Could it be something that is flexible enough to to cover all talent that might join a business?
1: Absolutely. Um, and and one of the things I'm doing at the moment is we've done it really successfully end to end for one department, and because it went so well as a pilot. I'm developing a framework where they can use this across the entire business and across roles as well. So there is a framework, an induction onboarding framework for managers joining the company, for operatives joining the company, for there's a like other colleagues category Um, and, and depending on, you know, it would depend on how what your structure is and the roles that you've got within your organization. But you can have a framework that is then adapted, but it means, so it's not going to look exactly the same for every role and the content's not going to be exactly the, the same, the timescales aren't, but these five phases and the key um, activities within there are going to provide that consistent new starter experience regardless of the role to get inducted into that organization. So, You can absolutely take this framework, apply it to any size organization, any role within that organization to create the sense of belonging, give them the opportunities and see how they can make a difference, add value and drive the company forward.
0: Great. This is excellent, Jen. What um, I'd love to know, because you are, of course, an expert in this field, and I wonder if some of our listeners um, might, you know, there's going to be a variety of people working in different size businesses. So um, some of the the ways that you've described that, having the learning facilitators or maybe different, I'll use the word stakeholders, different people in different positions and maybe larger organizations. So we might have a lot of resource that can support this Entirety of the five phases. What would your recommendation be for listeners today who might have smaller businesses that maybe are growing? but don't have a lot of additional resource. So they maybe don't have a learning and development department. Mm-hmm. They have a combined person in post that does HR and recruitment. For example, yeah. so we don't have separate um, options and perhaps for the organisations that don't have big budgets to spend bringing in external organisations like yours, like mine, mm-hmm. to support that. What would be your top tip for those organisations when they're still in that early part of their growth journey?
1: Um. Well, I'm more than happy to talk to anyone like that. I'm just really passionate about getting this in place and helping an organizations. So if anyone, first of all, wanted just a free chat, that's absolutely fine. There would be, you know, no obligation. So please don't feel like if you speak to me, you're going to have to pay anything. So I'd absolutely be happy to talk them through it. But as a rule of thumb, I would say, use the framework Um, the people within your organization Get the managers involved, and the learn. This is why this is where the learning facilitator model came from. Because a lot of companies I work with don't have L and D teams; they don't have any trainers, but they've got people already doing the job. And the beauty of this model,
0: experts and the experts, yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: exactly. And 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 that's the that's the beauty of this. Really, is that a lot of it is on the job, and we're just supporting them as they go. So it's not, um, you know, you don't have to pay for a really fancy onboarding video you can just record something on your phone you know you can mm. and, and and send that out to I'm assuming you would get an email address from your new starter and just email it out to them you know yeah. a bit of a welcome letter so maybe your HR person could create the welcome letter you could send the video out then when you come in they might spend a couple of hours not even a full day for the corporate induction with one of the managers you know but that that's someone to meet and greet them on their first day and cover that and then applying the rest of it while they're learning the job so it doesn't have to be um you know let's invest all this time all this money in into creating a 36 month framework the principles will apply regardless of the size. But like I say, if anyone, it's kind of difficult to say without having a, a case study, <laughs> you know, to, to link it to. So if anyone yeah. is struggling how to think about how they would apply that, then just give me a shout, definitely. I'd be more than happy to help
0: that's very kind of you Jen I think that's really important and I think that's a really helpful way to consider it because I know that some small businesses might feel like wow that that would be great to have but it feels too big for us or it feels Mm -hmm. quite overwhelming but actually having a conversation with you on how that five phase framework can be adapted for those smaller organizations and getting them to think quite differently so if you don't have that money to invest your top tip there um, about having a videographer well how can we get you know someone in in the business involved in that Let's record it on our phone let's upload it to a youtube channel let's send that out as a link all of those things just you know taking the fear factor out of oh my goodness this sounds like a lot of work a lot of resource a lot of time and a lot of money that maybe a smaller business feel like they don't have but actually on from a, a variety of scale it is absolutely applicable for any size of business
1: absolutely and even if they pick any part of it laura to start with you know, if it does feel overwhelming, just, just do something (laughs) out of the framework is better than nothing at all. You know, what's your pain point? Is it that people, you're recruiting people, but they're not turning up on day one, in which case focus on the pre-boarding stuff that I've mentioned. Is it that, you know what, people are turning up on day one, but we're losing them before they finish their probation. So focus on that part of it and just pick a few key things out that you feel are manageable. Great, this is
0: excellent stuff, Jen. I, um, first of all, once again, well, it's always a delight to see you and to speak with you. But I think what you provide is just a really down-to-earth approach, thinking about how we can apply this. So, um, and I, I feel like I know you well enough now to say that, of course, as I mentioned at the start, anyone who chooses to work with you is absolutely going to be in safe hands. Uh, Jen, what would be any final comment, summary, or final top tip that you would share with our listeners today? Um, and it doesn't always have to be about onboarding. It can be absolutely anything. What would be your final th- your final thoughts, as it were, um, for our listeners?
1: My final thought would be all of this, everything we've talked about today, should be underpinned by a competency framework to map expectations around the knowledge, skills and behaviours for those people who are newer and are developing in role compared to those who are then competent in role, and then those who are excelling in role. So the reason this is so important, and I would start with that, arguably, I would start with the before you do any of this, to say, how do we know that this is working? How do we know that we're giving our people what we need in those those three stages, those who are new, those who are competent, and those who are ready to excel? And then that then links to the activity that you choose to do as part of that journey.
0: And again, thinking from that perspective, Jen, for the organisations that maybe are newer, haven't really considered this as an approach, or for organisations who already have a competency framework that's sort of in a dusty jacket somewhere that nobody <laughs> really refers to, what would be your your recommendations for those? So at one scale, companies that don't have a competency framework yet and the companies who have
1: one but haven't really done anything with it what would you suggest Mm -hmm. i would say for both of those engage your people and use use get them involved use the people and get them involved to first of all create the framework if you don't have one and if you do have one it's in a dusty jacket then likelihood is it's going to need updating anyway so um something that i always do when i'm helping clients with competency frameworks is i'll run focus groups with different different um areas of the business so we'll have like the people team if you've got one or, or you're your one people person <laughs> if that's the case and um, you know we'll have a group of managers we'll have a group of new starters, and we'll be like what do you absolutely need to know for this stage what is a nice to know and what actually do you not need to know yet what, what you know what's covered that we don't need to be covered and at each of these stages what are the skills knowledge and behavior for that level and make it make it bespoke to that level so you may have three levels for instance in your competency framework but don't just sit as a manager or as a recruiting manager or whoever whoever this lands with and try and do it yourself involve your teams and ask them for their input
0: absolutely As always, Jen, great um, information and best practice that you've shared with everyone today. And again, thank you so much for taking the time. It's really important that we get this right, isn't it? So I think the information that you've shared today will certainly give um, a lot, if not all of our listeners, some real key food for thought, whether that is people that already have something like this in place already but let's reflect on it and see if it meets what you recognise as best practice from that colleague end to end journey um, or something that is maybe completely brand new shiny out of the packet to implement in the organisation so thank you once again for sharing all of that. Now, are so welcome. Thank you you're very welcome as well. Um, now we will provide our listeners who subscribe to the podcast with a little downloadable toolkit so a little one or two pager and what would be really helpful is if you're happy to share um, a summary of your five stages that we can then um, populate into the toolkit that people can um, access if they are subscribed to the podcast if not they need to head over to www.dnacoach.co.uk forward slash podcast and that means we can send that out to to individuals and of course all of Jen's contact details will be on that toolkit as well as the show notes for this episode to get in touch so is that something you'd be able to support us with Jen so that we can
1: absolutely our- yeah definitely I think that's probably a really good idea because it's one thing listening to it all on a podcast <laughs> while you're driving in the car and then <laughs> yeah. being able to actually look at it afterwards so definitely I'll get yeah. something over to you Laura not a problem fantastic that would be wonderful and um,
0: please everyone do follow Jen on all of her social channels we'll get everything in to the show notes so if you're already listening to this episode look at the show notes on wherever you're consuming your podcast you'll find all of jen's contact details jen's organization is rise learning group and certainly a powerhouse to be uh, reckoned with jen thank you again so much for joining us today Um, and i'll look forward to seeing you hopefully again in the flesh really soon for a big squeeze and maybe (laughs) another another conference coming up perhaps next year
1: amazing amazing look forward to it laura
0: excellent thank you so much jen take care and bye
1: Thanks. Nice. Bye.